Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to They Talk, a good game for another splendid week. Lots of things to di- dissect and chat about as always. My name's Lockie, joined this week, just for a change, by Harvey Billingham. Oh, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me once again on another excellent week of They Talk, a good game, your favourite footy podcast, probably. Yeah. Love getting that in there. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair though, probs is. Probs is. Yeah. Yeah, assumptions being made. How many foot pod, footy podcasts are you listening to? Don't tell me you came here straight after, you know, a bit of bloke in a bar, a bit of, <laughs> bit of hello sport. No, that's I don't want to hear it. No, that's where they go to after after they listen to us. Yeah, listen to our, you know, the guys we're not competing with. You know, your Hamish and Andy's, your, <laughs> your Ricky Gervais's, your Joe Rogan's, you know, that sort of thing. That's fine. Um how are you, Harvey? Good. Cool. Yeah, yeah we're not, yeah. not often that I ask that. We should just jump straight into it. We do jump straight into it, but no, I'm feeling feeling fresh. Nice. That's great. And yourself? I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Good. Yeah. Well, it's a not good. in terms of footy. Never am. Not this year. No. Not for the last ten years. But uh, <laughs> as uh, on a personal level, like life's life's treating me well. Oh, that but uh, that's not what that's not what the fans care about hearing. And if it is what you care about hearing, let us know in the comments, and maybe yeah. we'll uh, maybe we'll talk a bit more about ourselves. Um, <laughs> Some talking points to get started. Some talking points. Let's dive into it. Big things happening throughout the week. Uh, Call me biased, but I feel like I want to start with the future of the West Tigers. Let's do it. The coaching position, the head coaching position. Uh, It's been announced since we last spoke, since we last got together last week, that Tim Sheens, the guy who sacked Michael Maguire, (laughs) is taking his job in 2023 as head coach returning to an NRL head coaching position for the first time. That'll be 10 years since he left the Tigers in 2013. And there's already a plan in place, similar to, you know, Jason Demetrio sort of knowing that he was going to take over from Wayne Bennett. Benji Marshall, guys, never never held a formal coaching position as of yet, will be a head coach in the NRL in 2025. What are your thoughts as a non-Tigers fan who doesn't have any sort of 2005 nostalgia like I I I think, like, I understand why they've gone down this sort of pathway. I understand that Sheensy's the best move for them. Mm. And I agree that if you're going to have a coach like Sheens coming back on a short-term basis, that you need somebody coming in as a being mentored, the assistant that's sort of um, getting primed for that head coaching spot. Do Mm. I think Benji's the best assistant coach to step up to a head coaching role in two, three years time. Not really. (laughs) Do I think he's one of the best fits for the Tigers? Probably. Mm. Um, I don't know what to make of this one. Like there really am split down the middle because from like a fan nostalgia, glory days of the Tigers perspective, I love it. Yeah. You know, where, it's in terms of sentimentality, sentimentality, absolutely, absolutely, like great to have, you know, a coaching team next year of Tim Sheens, Benji Marshall, and Robbie Farah, who probably are the three most important people to the West Tigers 
club in the history of it. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty amazing that they've actually managed to sort of line up all three of them to be able to be in a position to be able to do this full yeah, time sure. next year. I guess pretty that's pretty awesome from like a DNA of the club perspective. It doesn't get any more in line with the club than those three. No. So I love it for that reason. I also love it for the fact that it is something very unique and different. Yeah. You know, I I was like a, a keen to see someone like a Shane Flanagan or a John Morris who recently was an NRL coach. I was keen to see someone like them get the job. But honestly, we've, you know, Ivan Cleary, Michael Maguire, Jason Taylor, we've, we've gone through tried and tested NRL coaches and there's something about the current culture of the club that it doesn't, their methods don't quite pull off the same here as they do at other clubs. And I think it is a club that needs that sort of identity and needs that sort of, you know, Tigers were at their best when the squad was made up of mostly juniors and just people from the area. When we're, we, we know we've shown that we're not good at buying players. We're yep. not good at recruitment. Hopefully that'll change. That's sort of against the point. But what I'm saying is like, I just think having people that are in line with what the club's about and have that love and that investment in the club already can't yeah, be a it, bad thing. No, it's it's definitely a good place to start. But I definitely think that it's now the backroom staff, the board, the recruitment team that need to step up and deliver as well. Yeah, They can't just sort of put this grand plan in place and then step back and say, it's over to you, Sheenzy, like... Yeah, do your best because, as you said, you've been through plenty of experienced NRL coaches. That's it. And if they haven't been able to do it, which let's be honest, they would have had more success, or they've had more success at other clubs. Yep. Most of those coaches, um, there's something in the water at the Tigers where, whether it's recruitment, whether it's the sort of the structure of contracts and willingness to negotiate with other clubs, I don't know what it is, but there seems to be an approach where the best players are able to leave and the best juniors that have come through haven't been able to stay. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe that's just been because the side's been struggling on the pitch. And maybe it's as simple as answer as that. The best players want to be winning and if they're not winning, then they want to move on. It's tricky. It's it's one, it's like a chicken or the egg yeah. sort of thing with a footy club because it's like what, what happens first? Does a team start winning and then that stops the noise around head office or does head office get their shit together and provide all the support and right moves that they can to the football department and that helps football department win. It's sort of a balancing act, but one thing that I do like about Benji Marshall as a brand new coach, he went on NRL 360 or something yeah. last week and he spoke very confidently, uh, as you would obviously, yeah. you know, but uh, but he, he just said, like they asked him about, if he feels comfortable, you know, going to the Tigers that are known for sacking coaches and stuff. And he said, he said, um, you know, basically the football department, we have to do our job first. And if like, and that, that shuts up a lot of the noise around head office and stuff when yeah, your team's sure. winning. And so that's all that he's really concerned with is just like winning games with whatever resources that he has. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so it's good. Good to see, I guess. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's good <laughs> it's to good. see. I just think they need to. They really need to buckle down with. With uh, I know there's been talks about Papaliti wanting to backflip on his contract. They can't let that happen. No. He's one of the best it, back rowers it, in it, the game. It looks like that's been mostly silenced. I well, think you'd hope so. And and obviously the other big ones, the Harbs. I mean, they brought in Jackson Hastings. They brought in Adam Dewey, both on pretty big contracts over the last couple of years. 
if they don't find a spot for them in the halves, they're both going to go and you're going to be stuck with Luke Brooks again. So that's true. That's Absolutely. my final final talking point. Oh well, yeah, well the week the, on the weekend against the uh, against the Panthers, Hastings played at lock. Uh, you know, I think he's he's the best halfback in the team by a long stretch. So you should have him at halfback. The only positive of it was it was quite nice to have a ball playing lock, and yeah. he, he really played that first receiver in the middle really well. Um, but whenever it came to Luke Brooks's side, I feel like it, play was just being wasted and I would have rather have Hastings there. So it was, it's tricky because we don't have enough quality in the team. So therefore I want Hastings to play every single position. Yeah, it's hard. But Adam Dewey was great in his first first game starting at 5'8 for the year. He's by far the best 5'8 at the club. So once again, we've got the two by clear best six and seven at the club are yet to start a game there together this year. I hope it happens at some point. Yeah, maybe this week. Maybe this, I just don't see it happening. <laughs> but yeah, um, aside from the men's game, the, yes. the women's side of the Tigers That's club true. is coming leaps and bounds. They uh, they just won the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership, the New South Wales Cup sort of 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 women's NRL. Just in time, and that's the last game they'll ever play in the Harvey Norman Premiership yep. because they're about to join the NRLW next year. Perfectly primed for it. Very exciting. There you go. Good times. Absolutely. It's weird to see the Tigers win. Yeah. Let alone win a premiership. So, <laughs> congratulations to to all those players. They actually did really well recruiting. For some reason, the Tigers can recruit really well in the women's, yeah, but well. on the men's, because Jess Sergis and uh, Kezi Apps were both just phenomenal players for the Tigers this year. Both joined uh, from from other clubs. So. It's great to see. Absolutely. Hopefully they hang around for next year and bring you success in the NRLW. I absolutely hope so. Um, Harvey. Yes. You know, a big thing that we talk about on this podcast as well is out of position performances. Oh, we do. It's 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 a category now to tag your award. It's a big thing. And I think we've got a pretty hot nominee from the weekend. Joe Manu played at six for the Roosters with Sam Walker at halfback. Honestly, it was the sort of performance that makes you think about dropping Luke Keary because he's he's so wasted in centre. He had such a good game. He scored two tries, got two assists. Unreal effort from Joey Manu. He really is an unbelievable talent. Whenever he plays fullback or 5'8", he seems to have the best games of his career. It's He actually like has less great games you know, at centre than yeah. he does in those positions. He's a spine player through and through. He needs to be in the spine. He, he just needs to be because he steps up to the... To the mark every, every single time. Every time. We, every single time. He's had his opportunity plenty of times over the last couple of years, stepping in for Teddy during Origin at fullback or whenever they've yeah. needed halves cover. I genuinely think like Roosters need to either give him the six jersey, yeah, or he needs to leave that club. He is wasting his career at centre. Oh, I think so too. It's definitely at that point. I mean, it's hard talking about Kerry as um, a player that's sort of droppable because he's a multiple premiership winner. He's been one of their best players for a long time. And mm. it's hard to sort of fathom that his spot's under threat. But the fact is his concussion history and his injury history have meant that he's slipping down the packing order there. Yeah. And he provides a lot of leadership, but he's... Manu's a better six yeah. at the moment. And Walker's been going better than Kiri this year yeah. as a player and, and as well. And I like the Walker-Manu combination. They've got a great combination. Both young guys coming through. It's, it, yeah. Love to see it. There yeah. you go. We've set our piece. Joe Manu at six. He deserves to be there. Um, on a less positive side on the weekend, 
Ryan Pappenhausen, my boy. Podcast favourite player. Podcast favourite player. He's becoming more and more injury prone and it's really, you hate to see it and he's done that knee again and it's put going to put him out for either the rest of the season or he'll be back for like a semi-final if Melbourne make it that far, which it's looking less and less like they yeah. could because they're three on the trot, lost, doesn't happen to Melbourne. Uh, first time in like eight years that that's happened. Yeah, it's They've tough. lost three in a row. Um, now they know how the rest of us feel. Now they know how the rest <laughs> every yeah every few weeks I'm feeling that. Uh, but yeah, just uh, condolences, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And he's had a really tough a year. He, yeah. he started the year off on top of the Dallium leaderboard. And we we're going, this could be his year to not only make his origin debut, win Dallium yeah. potentially, premiership. Like he could, but uh, injuries are injuries. Injuries are injuries. Sad, sad The days. worst part of the game, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a tough sport and it's part of it. But with the Storm losing three in a row, they, they've they been holding up that sort of likely second spot throughout yes. this year. Yeah, Panthers have. have been sort of clear one, but who's 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 number two now? Who's number two? I, I don't know. I think the Cowboys, if I had to pick a team, mm. I mean, it's sort of the Cowboys, Sharks... Storm, maybe the Broncos as well in the mix yeah. for that second favourite. It really has opened the door for a team like the Cowboys who began the year not even looking like they're in contention. Then all of a sudden they're the dark horses. Then they make the top four. But still you had Penrith and Storm as like the two heavyweights yeah. that would be tough to not see those two in the grand final. But uh, I know, it's opened the door. Yeah, I know the Sharks beat the Cowboys this week, but the Cowboys were missing most missing of their, their origin, origin players. players. Like, so it was a different side. Yeah, and luckily they'll have more back for this week against the Tigers. <laughs> they might rest them again. They might follow Penrith's shoes. <laughs> rest their star. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so because uh, we can't. We can't seem to beat a team without origin players. So. No. So yeah. Um, but I, I think Cowboys are the Sharks. I think the Broncos are just a, a nudge behind them. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I just don't really like the Broncos. In all honesty, I think I think they're too reliant they're, on Adam Reynolds. I think so too. Whereas, yeah, um, yeah. Cowboys, Sharks is still the storm. Up, got a more well-rounded team. Yeah, but I'd it is say. it is nice to see some some sort of new new faces in that top four battle: Sharks, Cowboys, Broncos. None of them were really in contention last year, so it's good to see some turnaround. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, you know, Roosters, Souths, Manly, uh, even the Eels. Battle for the eight teams that early at the start of the year we would have thought are definite things. Yeah, so it's good to see. It's good to see a bit of bit of a shake up in Absolutely. the ladder. Absolutely. Even if Panthers are going to keep storming ahead and at the, the top, the, the wooden spoon's still not decided either. No, Titans and Tigers tied at the bottom. It's, a, it's a it's a it's a fierce battle. It's, it is a fierce. It's going to be there. thrilling till the end. It's going to be thrilling. West Tigers have never won, never won a wooden spoon before. So Gosh, we're, that's we're a remarkable feat. Trying to keep that given uh, how shit the club has been for <laughs> so long. We've never we've never been the worst team no, in no, a year. Consistently not the worst. Yeah, consistently <laughs> it's not the, the best worst. thing you we can say about. We used to come ninth. Them. We used to be known for coming ninth. I miss those days. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'd. You know, you'd see a win every second or third week. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. Um, I realised that we haven't talked about origin at all. And this sort of will double is like the yes, origin free so. rap. And I, obvious, for obvious reasons, we haven't really wanted to touch on it. No. Uh, but, you know, just quick. Shall guys. we leave it there? Like, yeah, we <laughs> might as well. We might as well just leave it there. Uh, one thing that I hate to see when 
when New South Wales lose is how quickly New South Wales media completely turn on the team. Yeah. It doesn't happen in Queensland. Nah. Queensland lose, their media get around them. They talk about who were the standouts. They talk about who's going to going to win it for them next year. Yeah. They talk about, you know, picking the same team and giving them the chance to to turn, you know, to turn it all around and prove whatever. But some of the backlash that's come this week, I especially aimed at a player like Jerome Luai, who I think actually had a had a like a pretty good origin three game. Like yeah. He scored a sick try. The the fact is that the second half we were defending down our own half yeah. the whole time. And totally. none of those knock ons or whatever that caused that were Jerome Luai's fault. No, none of them. There were there were other players who just made silly mistakes and, you know, it was un, you know, not at origin sort of standard, the some of the errors that were being made there. But if you're a half there's nothing you can do when you don't have the ball. Exactly. You can't. You can't. Just can't create a try right. when when the other team are getting repeat sets. Yeah, it's it's impossible. It's an impossible challenge, and the media doesn't understand that, right? Those errors, those mistakes. Nobody was doing them intentionally, but they were, you know, hot-headed moments and, um, you know, simple errors in a game that was being being played at such a high standard, and they had mm. massive consequences. We yeah. touched on the fatigue and origin level. And obviously there were lots of injuries throughout the game, especially in the opening few moments. And then when you're defending your line for so long, how, what's the answer? What Where, would they like you to do? Yeah. If, you're, if you're the media and you jump into Luai's mind in that moment at the 60-minute yeah. mark, what, what are you asking of him? Exactly. You, and know, people, you know, people will rip into Nathan Cleary for his choice of the sort of chip and chase at the end that led to Ben Hunt scoring that try. But... It was sort of it, like with a minute to go. It was the first chance we even had to attack in that whole second yeah. half, and so you know, you know, he, he's trying something exactly know? right. You know, that's I mean? all they've got to do. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I certainly agree. Some of the criticism that's been thrown their way is, is unfounded. Yeah, and, and all this this debate about you know New South well particular players wanting to play state of origin, but then also wanting to represent their Pacific nations. I. I think they have every right to, yeah, and it's good for the sport. Yeah. There's literally not a negative I can think of. I don't see the like where, where the state the of origin cost comes. State like, of origin is not is not a Australia trial that that some dinosaurs think it is. Exactly, it is. It's real. It's an all stars game. Yeah, it's, it's an all stars game. For the sport. And it, it honestly should have nothing to do with what team you end up like, what international team you play for, because. They're also the eligibility rules are different. Like international uh, rugby league is about heritage, culture, or where you're born. Mm-hmm. You can sort of choose if you've got any of the, any of them, yeah. which is the case for all international sports, yeah. soccer included. Absolutely. Uh, State of origin is about where you played your first junior footy. So people going, how come these these Samoan guys get to play origin, but but Kiwi players don't? Well, it's because. It's because they were literally born in... Like Jerome Luai and Brian Toto were born in Australia. They played their first footy in Australia, in New South Wales. So therefore, they are New South Wales origin eligible. But they they are New South Welshmen. Yes. like They are part of our great state. You can be New South Welshman (laughs) and Samoan. Yeah. And and, and, yeah. And um, 
Fuck. <laughs> no, I, I, I totally agree. And that, look, there have been other players as well in the past that have, you know, played for England or Scotland through their grandparents. Yeah. And there's been no issues with players no issue. doing this. No issue. Um, obviously, Victor Radley's one that it never quite got to make his origin debut, but yeah. he's now moving to England and there seems to be very little heat going his way for making that decision. I know. But if you, anything, he's being congratulated for, for doing something yeah, that his dad wanted him to do. I totally, totally agree that there is no... I see no negative to players wanting to play for New South Wales or Queensland and also represent a country other than Australia. Absolutely. What, what, why, how is that bad? As you said, it's good for the sport. We want to grow the games in the Pacific Islands. We want to grow the game globally. It makes for a more competitive World Cup, which should be, at the end of the day, the, the biggest you know, stage of all rugby league. Yeah. And if you've got this narrow-minded view that it should only be pure Australians playing state of origin, well... Like you're getting phased out. Yeah, <laughs> grow up. And yeah, <laughs> look at what Australia what is a around. Shit, what you. a shit! What a shit game state of origin would be. Yeah, if you didn't have Jerome Luai, Brian Toto, Josh Papali, Tina Fasua, Mala Awi, yeah, Jeremiah Nanai. Nobody would watch. You know, Val Holmes, Dane Gagai. If you didn't have these guys, what a shit! These are some of the best players we've got in the Origin arena. Yeah, absolutely. So. Anyway, that's it. That's Just, our piece. That's something that made me a bit angry this week. Uh, we'll be back after the ad with uh, fantasy and tipping results. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, we're back from the ad. Harvey, yeah. take it away. This is your segment. Fantasy and tipping. Yes. Fantasy, fantasy, fantasy. We always talk about the thousand point mark. There was one person. That was able to get 1,001 points. Oh, wow. It's an unbelievable performance. So He's congratulations done. to Bundy Bundy, coached Bundy by Bundy. Eugene Yerua. Okay. Sorry, I've read out the tipster. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do tipping first. Tipping first. <laughs> Bundy Bundy. Bundy Bundy, Eugene Yerua. He got 10 out of 10, 8 out oh, of 8. Wow. Only person to get full marks. Margin? Margin of 12, but okay. that doesn't matter if you're the only person to get full marks. It doesn't matter. Plenty of people who got seven out of eight and got a smaller margin, but at the end of the day, if you're getting full marks, tipping every game correctly, well done. then you deserve to be tipper of the week. Congratulations. So congratulations well to done. Eugene. And now for the over 1,000 fantasy. And for the 1,001 fantasy coach this week, Angus Sutherland, who creatively calls his team A. Sutherland. 
Very was well, that's great. <laughs> Inspired of the week um, on the fantasy side of things. Very nice. That's very exciting. Do well, we have any uh, track of where our ladder leaders are in the overall sort of spectrum? We do. So we know Cooper German is yep. still leading, leading. our table. Yep. He's at 460th overall. Oh, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, no, actually, we used to have like a top 100 player. We, uh, did. we did. Now now we get excited about 460th. What's happened? And uh, second place is a touch behind just outside the top 1,000, 1,084. I don't even want to hear about it outside <laughs> the top. What's their name? Uh, don't tell me. Matt T. Oh, I said don't tell me. Sorry. Top, yeah, top. Oh, if you're not in the top 1,000, you might as well get kicked out of the league, which would just mean that it's just <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> just Cooper. Just so Cooper. Let's all cheer well him done. on. Still well done. Still plenty of ground to be made up. It's still time. Absolutely. We're in the post-origin period. This is the time where the fantasy... Fantasy players thrive. You don't have to worry about any of that, any of that stuff. So here we go. The run home is going to be exciting. Should we do some predictions, Luke? We absolutely shall. Perfect. Let's talk about what happened over the weekend. All right. Let me just quickly get my notes up. Absolutely. Uh, because we've got to talk about uh, what happened with our predictions for Origin 3 yep. and for NRL Round 18. Here we go. In Origin, a total of zero players got their prediction right. Perfect. Tim said New South Wales to lead at halftime by exactly eight points. Nah. Wrong. Uh, Harvey, you said all try scorers to be from either the Panthers or Cowboys. Wrong. Nah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nikki said at least three try scorers from game two to score in game three. The only player from game two that's the only try scorer from game two that scored in game three was Jerome Luai. Uh, so wrong. Um, <laughs> Marina said the score after 80 minutes to be a draw. Big wrong. Mm. And I said Queensland to score 10 points or less. And they got 22. Turns out we don't know what we're talking about. Once again, we don't know what... That's what we should call the podcast next year. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to We Don't Know What We're Talking About. Um, and now it's NRL round 18. A total of one player okay. got their prediction right. And that player's name was... Lucky. Oh, mate. Oh, yes. The grin on the face. But it was by far the most basic tip. Okay. Uh, and it was only worth two points. Sure. But it did see me jump from last place up to fourth. Nice. Yeah. So my prediction, the one that yeah. came off, was 12 plus tries to be scored by wingers. Heaps of tries were scored by okay. wingers. I've done the maths. Safe bet. Or after like four games, I think I had it. So oh, neat, neat. Nailed it. Um, these are the ones that everyone got wrong. Tim said, Daily Cherry Evans to back up from Origin and score a try. He did back up, but he did not score a try. Mm. Harvey, you said six plus away teams to win. And it was what, five or was it yeah, four? Four, I think. Four. Uh, Nikki said, Cody Walker to score three tries against the Bulldogs. Uh, he scored one. If Nikki had replaced Cody Walker with Alex Johnston, she'd have it correct, but mm. obviously that's not what happened. Nah. And Marina said, Dragons to at least double the score of the Roosters. Didn't happen. Roosters doubled the score of the Dragons. Yeah. Um, Clinical display. Right. While we're here on the pod, yes. while we're recording, I want to pose something to you. An Let's idea I had for Predictions League next year. Love it. What I think we should do, because once we like get all the votes, like will happen, won't happen, we know yep. what everyone's prediction is going to be worth. The most bold prediction in the league... I reckon, like, so, like, whoever's was worth the most. Yes. 
in any any time that no one's prediction comes off, yeah. the person who predicted the boldest gets one point. Oh, I like it. So yeah. just one point. Yeah. So yeah. rewards the boldness. So you can go bold and just hope, like ho- bo- unrealistically yeah. bold, and just hope that no one else gets theirs yeah, right, yeah, yeah. and then you get the one point. <laughs> nice. I love it. There I love go. it. Let's add it in. I think next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be, it's too late now. Nope. Um, Can't change that, the competition rules. Exactly. <laughs> that would be corruption that, at its that'd finest. Be, that'd be an NRL sort of thing to <laughs> yeah. do. That feels like something that <laughs> feels like something the NRL would do. Let's make our predictions for this week. Yes, for Let's sure. Let's do it. Um, I'll let you go first this time. I think I've gone first recently. All right. Well, we've talked about um, how that sort of top four, top two race is, is tightening up, obviously, Penrith. Look to be the clear standouts there mm. in the storm have been falling away. One of the hot teams in the competition being the Sharks yep. coming up against Penrith this week. I think they'll get the win. Yeah, right. I'm tipping the Sharks to, to beat defeat Panthers. Panthers. I know many of their players will be well rested after their origin performances, mm. but maybe a bit rusty. They got a lot to prove as well. That's it. Saying after the origin one disappointing loss, uh, all the Panthers players returned and had a Phenomenal game. Yep. So I see it. I see Panthers coming back and getting the win there, but such is your your boldness and yeah. you're willing to go there. Um, my prediction is that three or more teams will will get a win despite being down at halftime. Oh, okay. So three yep. comeback victories. Three comeback victories. Just and behind by any margin at halftime. You know, I've got to ask. <coughs> which three? Which three? Pick them. I think Eels v Broncos is a game that could be pretty close. Yep. I'm, lo- I'm more looking at close games. Yeah, sure. It's more like a 12-10 okay. than one, the team that yep. was on 10 ends up winning. So I've got Eels Broncos is a pretty close one. Um, I'm looking at even... Oh, actually, uh, well, Panthers Sharks could potentially. Yep. Uh, Rabbitohs Storm is a game that, that has that, that sort of feel about it. Yep, good vibes. Bulldogs Titans is also a game <laughs> that has that feel about it. Yeah. So those that's four, four. I've given you. When I need, I need three, <laughs> I've given three. you four. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's three. my prediction. Nice. And usually we would have just ended the podcast there. Well, I know, but there's more. There's, there's more. more. There's more. We are we're well into uh, nominating players for our Tatagiga Player of the Year Award for 2022. Yep. And this week we nominate two more players. Uh, so far, I'll just get up a list of who's been nominated so far. We had Azayo. Cameron Munster, Ben Hunt, Nico Hines, Ryan Pappenhausen, Dylan Edwards, Nathan Cleary, Daly Cherry Evans, James Tedesco, Chad Townsend, Adam Reynolds, and the latest one nominated by the fans, Joseph Tarpany. And this week we go again. We go again. Two more. And this, I think, will might be out the last that we get to nominate. So we've got to make it count. Mm-hmm. We've got to make it really count. We'll... Uh, Countdown from three, I guess. Yeah. Three, three two, two, one. one. Joey Harry Manu. Grant. Yeah, cool. Joey Manu. Nice. I just think he's every chance he's got in the spine, he's proved his worth. Yeah. And even when he plays out in the centres, he's still one of the stars of the game. Yeah. And look, if Kiri isn't going to come back or with his injury history and Manu sees out the rest of the year in the halves, I think mm. he'll well and truly be up there with... Um, the best number sixes in the comp. Yeah, nice. That's that's a it's a good call. Great call. Um, Harry and, Grant, and he's had his best. He's once again, as we said, he's had his best games this year out of his favorite position. Yeah, so, well, not favorite. I think his favorite position would be fullback or five eight, but out of his main, I position. think he'd love to be a prop. 
out of <laughs> dreams of it. Um, I've gone Harry Grant. He yes. has been great this year. Yeah, he's been phenomenal. And even in Origin three, I think he was, in my opinion, he was Queensland's best. Caelan Ponga got man of the match. They were both really good. Uh, really stepped up in Munster's absence, and despite Storm slipping a little bit on the ladder, I think Harry Grant gives his all every single week, and he's truly, in my opinion unseated Brandon Smith from being the best hooker totally. at the club, yeah. uh, which last year would have, it was the opposite, I think, but Harry was still sort of working on his game, developing, getting over, you know, getting over all those wrong things he learned at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I do, yeah. I do think Harry Grant is, is the best hooker. And I probably think he's the best hooker in the game at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I do think Brandon Smith has been set up to not be a hooker this year. Yeah. He's been set up to be a more versatile middle forward, covers at hooker when needed. Yeah. Purely because they know he's moving on to the Roosters, right? Exactly. So they didn't want him having direct competition with Grant. They wanted to use his versatility. And they want him to be out of practice at the hooking position <laughs> yeah. when he gets to the Roosters next year. So he, he clocks in at preseason camp and they know he needs to cut 10 kilos yeah. because he's been playing as he's prop been playing. Prop. <laughs> Perfect sabotage move from the Storm. I love to see it. They played the long game. That's it. <laughs> they played the long game. Um, cool. Well, there we go. We'll, uh, we'll put it to the fans once again. But yep. yeah, Harry Grant and Joe Marnie. But we still need your nominations. Keep them coming in. Check out the Instagram at They Talk A Good Game. And until next time. Bye-bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.